Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and we actually have some football to talk about now today. Jeff, it's kind of exciting. Week one is in the books, so almost. We've got, eh, let's see here, Green Bay, Chicago are wrapping it up as we speak. Green Bay might lose that one. It's going to be close, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So eh, might as well not waste any time. Let's just jump right into it. What did, what was your biggest takeaway from week one then? It's a Sunday, week one. Week one. I mean, first of all, it was just great to finally, you know, we've been talking about it for so long, trying to figure out who is going to play, you know, what role and how the, well they're going to do. And finally to see it actually happen was great. Um, but for the most part, I think that... Um, you know, I think we're relatively correct on most of our thinking. Um, you know, you're not sure how many people are going to come back and, and perform week two that didn't really do much week one. But the the big thing that I saw was, um, I mean, the, the primetime players are going to step up no matter what. And we're talking about even Saquon Barkley, right? He didn't show up really in the beginning and all of a sudden he did. We have Alvin Kamara, who was a big one. Um, so if, if you're one of those guys, they're always going to produce, but the younger guys, the ones that are coming up, uh, some of them stepped up today and some of them did not. And I think that is going to be the big difference. Now we're going to finally see, you know, those middle round picks, the, whether or not we got them correct. Um, so that, that was what I was excited about to see. Well, and we all expected Ryan Fitzpatrick to, to score what, 50 points in Six point touchdown leagues, fifty point three, which is absolutely nuts. That game was so back and forth, all offense. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to think if that can possibly continue. Um, but the Bucks' offense looked tremendous. It was way more than I ever thought they were going to be able to do. And Deshaun Jackson, man, uh, I don't know is he is he back from the dead or or were we com- were we off on him? Is he still got life in him? I think that's just Deshaun, da- Deshaun Jackson. He's going to do that whole boomer bust thing and this was just the big boom week and he can't really trust it for next week i just feel like that's how it's going to be with him so that you're not going to want to do anything with it but at least i'm not other people might we he might show up on the next episode we do with waivers probably deserves to be there but i'd still much i mean obviously mike evans played great i'd still rather probably have chris godwin though he looks pretty solid too yeah he did he looked really good um, I mean, obviously, 10 points compared to 26 from Jackson. Uh, but uh, to be fair, that whole offense looked really good, and so did the Saints. And I, that, that has to be the number one. I, I know that there's a lot of guys that scored a, a ton of points, but I thought Kamara looked the part, you know, the most today. I, I know I'm kind of rooting for him to be the MVP of fantasy, but he is such a dangerous player. It was crazy to watch him run the ball around the goal line, getting in the end zone. And then he, he's practically a receiver out there, had over 100 yards receiving. I mean, Drew Brees has still got it, so dang. Yeah, he only had eight carries. So for this is one thing that people were expecting. I don't know some people. We, we were has we kind of figured this wouldn't happen is he wouldn't overtake the, the Ingram workload, which he didn't, but it doesn't matter with him. You don't need to. It's It works better this way. So I guess the takeaway from that too is I think when Ingram comes back, I think he his role is safe. It should be there because Kamara does not take in the carries away. He doesn't need to. He's going to be amazing without them. I agree. And the, the weird part about that is Ingram left and so did his carries. They didn't go to anyone else. 
I mean, it, it turned back into a pass-first offense. And I know that the Bucks put a lot of points up on the board, so they were kind of forced to throw it more. But do you think that maybe they're going to shift that way a little more, even if Ingram does come back because it was so successful week one? I'm not sure because that game was just that, – that game was crazy. They were down. They had to throw it. I mean, I don't see Michael Thomas catching 16 balls again for 180 yards. That's a that's a nice stat line to see. But, yeah, I think it's going to go back more towards the run game. They don't want to get in these shootouts, which I mean they lost this one. So, it's I guess that defense – Kind of ugly. I don't know where that was, but nah, I think I think Ingram's safe with what he'll be doing. I think they just realized Gillisley and Williams couldn't do what Ingram can do, so they didn't even they didn't even try it. No worries. Why why risk it? Why even put those guys in there? They're not as they're not Mark Ingram, so I think he'll be fine. But then moving from this game, I guess some other good ones. I mean, Joe Mixon looked great, which is nice to see. We. We've been on the Joe Mixon bandwagon heading into the year. We're hoping his talent would shine through, and I think it finally did. But are you worried at all? It's not worried, but it's just it's it was the Colts, not the greatest defense in the world. Maybe we still need to see it against somebody a little bit better than that. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it one more week. I mean, you know, we always want to, but it, I do have to say, I mean, we always thought he looked, you know, really good. We thought he had the talent. And his, his numbers for this game, 17 rushes, so they definitely gave him the ball enough. And it was a you know somewhat close game, um, 95 yards with a touchdown. And then you add five catches for 54 yards, and I think that is kind of what surprised me the most. I knew they were going to try to feed him the ball, but the fact that he was an intricate part in both. So, I mean, the only person that caught more balls was A.J. Green, which you completely expect. So I, I think that um, Dalton being able to use him as a one of his primary weapons will help him as well. And he did. He had a he had a good game. Once again, it was Indianapolis, but I think that'll continue. Um, you know, maybe it's not going to be uh, 150 yards with a touchdown every game, but I think that he's going to definitely have a you know a hefty stat line most games. Yeah, and then I mean, John Ross caught one ball for a touchdown for three yards. So that's not much to look at right there. Yeah, that's a. Li- I mean, it's great that he has a touchdown, but what do you what do you make of that? Because I know we we're kind of hopeful that John Ross was going to step up. I think he'll still be involved. I just it's it's going to be AJ Green, give me Joe Mixon for the most part. But Russell, I think he'll start getting some more and more as we go. But maybe not fantasy relevant. And oh shoot, Randall Cobb just got a seventy-five yard touchdown pass. And Green Bay can take the lead here. And yeah, and there's Aaron Rodgers all over it. How how afraid were every Aaron Rodgers owner when uh, when the, <laughs> when he looked like he was hurt for a moment? Right. I, I mean, it, it didn't look good. He looks a little worried, but. I mean, this is best best case for Packer fans and most fantasy owners. That would have been terrible two years in a row. But shoot, Randall Cobb, what's about nine catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown now on the night. Yeah, and and what really what we said too. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers at under center, he uh, he can support three wide receivers and very well. Cobb nine for 142, a touchdown. Adams for 588 and a touchdown. And Geronimo Allison. Five catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown on an absolute great throw by Ann Rodgers. But that's the great thing about having him as a quarterback. You know, he can support that many wide receivers. So uh, Cobb and Allison are two guys that probably have been kind of flying under the radar. Uh, so obviously everyone's got to wake up and take notice now. So that's that's great to see as well. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy to see that from Cobb because I've always thought he's that talented. Just never, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for a while. And he showed it there, especially on that touchdown he just had. Just the speed is still there. He looked great. So it's, it's good to see from him. 
then shoot, how about James Conner? I can't can't go through this episode without bringing up James Conner and what he did filling in for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Pittsburgh did get only a tie against Cleveland, but it wasn't it wasn't Conner's fault. Twenty nine point two points in standard. He had 135 rushing yards for two touchdowns, five catches for 57 yards. He looked great. They don't, I mean, do they need, do they need Bell? Well, that's the big question. I think this might be the one thing that I did not see coming at all. I mean, I knew that they were going to give the ball to Connor. They weren't going to change up their style completely, especially when the weather started, you know, being more geared towards the run and not pass, um, which you saw Roethlisberger throwing three interceptions early and, and all of that. <laughs> and I love that it ended up in a tie. <laughs> the Browns tie their first game and they have a better record already. <laughs> well, but um, I don't know. Um, the Connor thing is very, very interesting because I don't know where that leaves Le'Veon Bell. I really thought that it made no sense for him to hold out. Um, I think it's even more so now. But how, I guess the question is, how does he even save face and come back at this point? Like, do, do the Steelers have to kind of give him a pardon, if you will, give him some sort of grace so he can come back in and fit into that offense? Or do they just wash their hands of him and say, hey, hold out for 10 games we save a ton of money and then you know you'll be an older back later on trying to sign a longer contract i i, I mean the I, I worry that it's going to get ugly that's what i worry about and i, I worry that Le'Veon bell could be lost it's going to be strange when he when he does come back though eventually and it's happened before when he was out with uh, when he was injured or whatever and or out and d'angelo williams was the guy but as soon as bell came back d'angelo did absolutely nothing i don't know if that'll be the case with connor there because I mean Bell's at, he's going to be gone for this year. I don't see any way he comes back to Pittsburgh after the season. So why would they not want to start using Connor if he's their back next year? I don't, I don't know what the backfield's going to look like if he's. It might not be all Bell like it has been in the past. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a worry if you're a Bell. It's Bell strange, owner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to be right. And that was one thing. I, the only piece of advice after week one that I feel bad about is I was so sure that Bell was going to come back. I was, you know, I was confident that you could trade James Conner and get something for him because he's going to be valuable week one. But now I'm worried that maybe that was bad advice. Maybe he, maybe he's just going to be a very good running back all year. Um, but I have no idea. That is such a risky, you know, place to have your players at the moment. Ugh, it's a tough spot. I don't. It, no one really knows what's going to happen. I guess we'll just wait and see. Wait and see what happens yeah. with Bell. It's pretty I was, much all you can I was do. Waiting. The only thing that I was like, okay, he's doing really, really well. As soon as he fumbled, though, and it, it almost you know turned the game around on him, I thought that was the moment where Le'Veon Bell could say, okay, I'm going to come back, and people would still welcome open arms. Um, but if, if the Steelers won that, I, I, I don't know if anyone would have really cared. <laughs> I really do think people are that quick to just say, hey, you're not you're not here for the team. We're going to move on. I don't know. It's very, very worrisome. And I have Le'Veon Bell on one of my teams, so I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And I have James Conner in that same league. That's, that's what happens, Jeff, when you don't go to the waiver wire. <laughs> exactly. But you weren't that worried about it. I mean, I know <laughs> you just weren't. It, I wasn't. You didn't think it I was going to happen. I didn't either. Uh, I, I didn't even... I thought it was a waste of a waiver pickup with Connor actually at one point, but I guess it's not yet, but we'll see. Okay. How about Adrian Peterson? Looks like he's, he can still play 166 total yards in a touchdown. Yeah. That offense did not look bad. Hey, with, uh, between him and him and Thompson, that, you know, that backfield was okay with, uh, without guys. Yeah. Both of them are usable. looks like right now. 
and Alex Smith is just going to do Alex Smith things and be a solid quarterback and get him there. Reed got a touchdown, which was nice. And other than that, the receiving crew didn't really do much of anything. No, yeah, and yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Though I, I, we, I don't think we expected too much out of the wide receiving core, um, but the, they, you know, the running backs made up for it definitely. And Peterson, <laughs> the fact that he had so many seventy yards on, on two receptions, you know, that's a little fluky, but he looked great. And I think it's going to all come down to health for him. Yep, and yeah, see how long he can do this and still go. It's there's no way you can get. It happened last year. Cardinals tried to run him into the ground and he got hurt. So we'll see if he can continue to get these 20, 25, 30 carries a game and actually stay healthy. It's chances aren't good. I would say that. How about wide receiver? Some other good wide receiver. Tyreek Hill. What a day for him. Oh, he is. He's ridiculous. Different level. Yeah. He had what? Seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns, plus the punt return, 91 yards for a touchdown. This guy is good, and Patrick Mahomes looked good. I, I, we didn't, I didn't know what to expect from Mahomes, so I was a little hesitant. But he showed he, he belongs. He showed he's going to be great. So, I think any worries of him should be pretty much gone. He only threw only fifteen to twenty-seven. We got two hundred fifty-six yards and four touchdowns off of it. I, I don't think there's any worries there. No, uh, and that was great to see, especially against the Chargers, which. You know, maybe they're not going to be a top of the line defense, but they're definitely no slouch either. Their defense is fine. So the fact that Mahomes didn't turn it over and he got four touchdowns only on 250 yards, which is, you know, maybe he won't always, you know, get that ratio, but uh, he looked good. And I think when you have weapons like Hill and Watkins and Kelsey, um, you're always going to do pretty well if you can, you know, keep it under control. What do you think about Kelsey, though? One catch for six yards, though. That that was the one part that I kind of – was surprised about it happens he did it last year I remember when I owned him he had a game just like that it it's it's just gonna happen from time to time I think he's fine I don't I wouldn't worry unless it happens a couple more weeks now yeah I agree I I know people might start panicking because Mahomes is a new quarterback maybe it looks like he's not gonna throw his way but I mean he's too good they'll eventually get in sync and well Kareem Hunt didn't look overly impressive 16 carries 49 yards but again it's one week just wait and see what it's what's happening. I, I wouldn't put too much worry into one week. People like to overreact a little bit after the first week always, but you know, just think I think he'll still be fine. They didn't really need to do much with him, so you know, it'll it'll be better, I'm sure. But there was worry about Hunt a little bit this year. Just people were thinking maybe he's kind of a fluke. So I'm not over. I'm not like terribly confident in it. I don't know. But what do you think about Kareem Hunt? Yeah, um, uh, I, I agree with your first statement. I think it's just way too early to to know. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries. I think maybe it'll be a little more up and down. Um, you know, last year he was very like front and back heavy. In the middle, he had one consistent kind of lull. You know, maybe it'll be a little more of that. Maybe one game he'll be up high, one game he'll be down low. And also, let's be honest though, the Chargers probably did, you know, kind of form their defense thinking, hey, we're going to make Mahomes beat us. So you know, they probably. They knew what Hunt looked like. They knew he was good. They game plan for him. Mahomes made him pay. So I, I think it'll start changing up, and Hunt will have a few more running lanes. I was say in that same game, the Chargers there, um, Keenan Allen looked great again. They didn't get the win, but he looked he looked really good. Melvin Gordon looked great receiving the ball. Nine catches for 102 yards from Melvin Gordon. How great is that? Yeah, if, he, if he's doing that. And, and still, Austin Eckler is still re- relevant as well. Yeah, and we thought he was, but I, I really didn't think that both him and Gordon would, would catch balls. I thought that were, is where Eckler would have made his mark and kind of carved out a role for himself. 
But the fact that both of them, between the two of them, I mean, almost 200 yards and, and 14 catches and a touchdown, that is crazy. I mean, that's a lot of production out of the running backs where, you know, I wasn't really used to that for the Chargers, but maybe, uh, you know, they're veering away from the tight end a little more. Well, and then Mike Williams, five catches, 81 yards, solid start to the year, you know, shows some of the potential we think is there. Nice to see he's involved. Okay, here's one one wide receiver performance that I honestly didn't expect. I didn't see coming, I would say. Emmanuel Sanders, 10 catches, 135 yards and a touchdown. I I didn't really see that coming. I wasn't a big, I wasn't big on Sanders at all. So I'll say that's one I'm definitely wrong on. Yeah, I mean, he uh he outperformed what I thought too. I knew that their offense would be, you know, drastically better with Keenum, which he did a very nice job today. He did throw three interceptions, but you know, over 300 yards with three touchdowns as well. Thrown to Sanders, Thomas, and uh, and Lindsey, who is going to be the darling of the NFL, obviously. <laughs> so he comes out. He got and the fact that he got a lot of work, not to jump off of Emmanuel Sanders, but the fact that you know Freeman got 15 touches and Lindsey did too. Um, that's interesting. So you know where does that leave Devontae Booker? I think that's almost a bigger question on this team. Odd man out Forgotten. completely. I do too. And I think Lindsey does bring a lot of good things to the table. Um, so I, I think he can actually be utilized in the, the passing game more so than Freeman even. And he, he caught two for a touchdown. It was only two catches. But I think that uh, you kind of start seeing how they how they view these running backs finally. Yep. You know, I mean, a little bit more about Sanders, too. Is I, I wonder if Sanders is going to be the Adam Thielen for Case Keenum this year. If he's going to treat him like that, you know, kind of in the slot, kind of like Th- Thielen was and. Maybe that's going to be his new guy this year. It's interesting to watch. You know I mean, you're not yeah. going to, never the biggest Sanders guy, but I'll admit if I'm wrong on him, if he can, I just didn't see that coming. It just, yeah, he, I mean, he did. He really looked good, but that whole offense did once again. Uh, and Sutton, two catches for 45. There's a lot of things to like on this team. Yeah, but I'm just looking at some stats there. Odell Beckham looked good in his first game back, 11 catches, 111 yards going against the Jags defense. Nice to see. Definitely a fan of that. Being a Odell yeah, Beckham owner, yeah, he. I mean, he looked good. That, that's great to see. Once again, Manning, I'm never overly optimistic about. Um, he did enough to get Beckham, you know, the balls, but uh, other than that, he did not have an impressive game. 224 yards with an interception. And what do you think of Barkley though? Because I know, obviously, you have Barkley on uh, some of your teams. He is a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal talent. Um, it took him a while to get there. Uh, do you have any kind of read on him? It was just that was a tough game being against Jaguars defense to top it off, and but that's what he is. He's a home run threat, and it at some point he might be bottled up, bottled up for quite a while. He's just going to break one. He's going to do that a lot. I think it's going to happen with him. He's just going to be you know not much going on, not much going on, not much going on, and all of a sudden, boom! There's a sixty yard touchdown. I think that's going to happen quite often with Barkley, and I mean it's only going to get easier after this game. I would think. Jacksonville is going to be the toughest defense they play. And they got it out of the way week one. So I think he's going to be pretty solid. But he's, I mean, he's going to have games where he's only going to have 20 yards. I, I know it's going to come. He seems like he's that type of back where sometimes he's just going to get bottled up for a while. And the, the Giants offensive line isn't very good. They really no, are. they're not. They're still not. And that that's why I did feel pretty good. Like the fact that he found some daylight against the Jaguars in his you know, first NFL game does actually make me feel a lot better because – uh. I knew that 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 line was not ready, quite ready for him. Um, but his, I think his talent just kind of <laughs> it takes over sometimes, and he he busts out for you know those long runs like you talked about. All right, now I waited 
until we're getting closer to the end of the episode to bring up Chris Hogan. What do you got to say about him? Yeah, he is one that did not perform for me. I thought he was going to be better. He's supposed to be the wide receiver one, and he just was non-existent. And the, the crazy part about it is you can make anyone work on that team, which is the worry. But, um, I mean, everyone knew Gronk was going to get his, but I did not see Dorsett going seven catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think that was a strange one. I thought that would have been Hogan's place. So, um, other than that, everything went to kind of, you know, kind of the script for New England. Um, but it's definitely made me worry a little bit. Let's be honest. Like, one catch for 11 yards is nothing to write home about. And um, I, I really thought he was going to be a larger part of that offense, especially week one. I thought they would have some, you know, plays to, in order to get him a few catches. So, I'm I'm holding my breath. I'm I'm waiting to see another game, but it definitely does worry me. Well, and next week they get Jacksonville, so I don't know if it gets better next week. But I again, I don't think this is something to. I mean, I wasn't as big on Hogan as you were, but I still think this is just it's the way it works with the Patriots sometimes. You know? Yeah, it just is very true. And I mean, Dorsett was a first round talent for this is his fourth season. He was a first round guy. Maybe he is showing some of that talent that made him a first round pick. So very well could be. So you just got to, you know, why I'm interested to see. I don't know. I don't know what Dorset is. It, it's, it's an interesting one though. But then how about from that same game, Deshaun Watson didn't. The, the, the other person that you're going to have to wait and see, and I, I'm less worried about him. He did not look very good. I will fully admit that. Um, but you can kind of see it. Once the game wore on, he, it looked like he got more and more comfortable, and he started making more and more plays. He started running a little more. So I think it's more about getting over that uh, that shock of being injured last year and uh, just getting back into the flow of things. And when Fuller comes back as well, it will give him a, a deep threat, kind of open it up a little more. But, you know, a lot of the quarterbacks I didn't expect to do quite so well did. So I think it might – I mean – we always tell you wait on quarterback, and this is kind of why. I mean, I think Watson will definitely be dangerous to have. Uh, he's going to be up, and he's going to be down, and he's going to throw up some huge games. But he did not start out the way you want him to. No, not at all. And I mean, this is why I was a little hesitant of him because I, I feel I felt like these games were going to come along. I mean, he's going to have these big, huge games too. It's that's not going to go away. Yeah, and Fuller will help quite a bit with that. It's just yeah, he's he's gonna. A lot of this could be the Patriots. They played him last year. They really wanted to stop him. They 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 did. They, that's what they were yeah. going to do is to try to stop him. And I think they figured out a way to do it. He won't. He'll have much easier opponents going forward that aren't going to game plan for him probably quite as well. So if I'm a Watson owner, I'm not going to be panicking yet. Probably really no need to panic. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you. I mean, you can't either, right? You you spent too much on him, and if you got him, and that was the big question. It's not the fact that would you like to have him; it's where you had to draft him or how much you had to spend on him to get him. Um, so you got to hold Pat. He, I think he's going to be a fine quarterback to have. It's just going to be, you know, for the the price he went for, he's probably not going to be a guaranteed, you know, top five quarterback like you were hoping. And I really only got one other situation here: it's the the Tennessee Titans backfield. Deion Lewis, 16 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches, 35 yards. Derrick Henry, 10 carries, 26 yards. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not sure if Henry's ever going to actually become that top back that we kind of thought he might be or hoped he could be. I mean, what do you think here? Oh yeah, I. I mean, here's another one that you worry about. I, I think that this game was very, very strange with all the delays and everything. And once again, Mariota. Did not perform well. Unfortunately, he also got hurt. 
Um, so the quarter quarterback play in general was really poor. Um, I think I think I'm going to wait and kind of figure out what's really going to happen with this. But I think the offense in general is looking like it's just going to take a nosedive, and especially the fact that Delaney Walker looks like he might be out for the season. I mean, everything is working against them. I, I think Henry is still a, a good talent, but I'm trying to figure out how they're going to be able to use all these guys in order to, you know, try to win some ball games now. It's not not looking good right now, I'd say that. Lewis looks like he still could be interesting no matter who's there, but Henry just, I don't know, little, hopefully people didn't spend too much to get him. But, I don't know, that's about all I have. Any other situation, anything else that stood out to you? Uh, just how bad Buffalo is. <laughs> I mean, they're they're so bad that they made Baltimore look like a powerhouse, and I really couldn't figure out what the heck to make of uh, Baltimore. They had six touchdowns to six different people, three three running backs, three wide receivers. Flacco looked like a you know an all pro again. Um, I, I th- really do think that Bills are just going to be really really poor all season, and the question is is McCoy just you know, the worry was why you didn't, you know, why we didn't put McCoy higher up in our ranks, even though he's a very good player, is because exactly this. And I'm worried that it's worse than we even thought because seven rushes for 22 yards, one catch for a negative one. There was, I mean, there's just nothing going with the offense. It didn't matter what McCoy did. No, it really didn't. He, he's going to have a struggle this year because that team is bad. And they're going to be bad. They have two terrible quarterbacks. It looks like I, I can't even. I can't even go and say anything about the other side of that, the Baltimore side in that game. And Alex Collins didn't do anything, and I'd like to gloat, but I, don't, I can't really say anything because that was such, such a weird game. I don't know what to think. So that's a situation that will have to play itself out yet. Yeah, and the other team, too, that I just want to bring up that they do have a talented player in Ezekiel Elliott, but we were worried that that offense wasn't going to be able to do much. And it really came to fruition this week. I know Panthers are, you know, they have a pretty good defense, but uh, Dallas did not look good. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't have anywhere to go with the ball. Luckily, Elliott did salvage the the day, 15 rushes, 69 yards, and a touchdown. But uh, that looks like that is going to be a rough offense to get off the ground as well. You know, I think Tony Romo could come out of the booth today and play better than Dak Prescott is. <laughs> I love the 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 Romo love even <laughs> even after he's been retired for a while. Yeah, he's still he's still probably better. Then I guess <laughs> yeah. If we there's one tight end out there that did decent, Eric Ebron, he had an okay week. Yeah. Go figure. Right. Actually, the one other guy I want to uh, have you comment on before we go is I have to know how you're feeling about Minnesota. Uh, first of all, Garoppolo. I don't want to say I told you because I think Vikings are very good defense. So I think he will get better and better and better. Um, you know, he was he was half in, half out kind of today. There's a lot to talk about with this game, really. How, how do you figure? Let's start with San Francisco quick. How do you look at that running back situation? It was about 50-50. Do you think that's where it's going to stay? Yep. I think it's just where it's going to be. And it's going to be frustrating, actually. You're not going to want to play either one of them. It's, I think the only player, I mean, because Goodwin got hurt, which is which just sucks. The only player I like from this team right now to use is going to be Kittle. Yep. And yeah, and the Goodwin injury. Oh, man. I mean, what a bummer. Yep. Well, we'll see how that ends up going because, yeah, he – just that is that is a disappointment. So, I mean, Kittle's about the only guy I want right now. We'll shoot Minnesota side. Latavius Murray got quite a few carries. He did, and but it kind of works out because Cook looks like they're going to be using him more as a Kamara-type player where he does get more. He got 16 carries, so, you know, it's a very good amount. But he got six 
touches or six catches for 55 yards as well. But how did you how did you like watching Diggs and Thalen go at it? Because once again, they both looked very good. They both looked good. Diggs only got three catches, which I'd like to see a little bit more. But at least he got the touchdown, make it a solid day. Thalen looked good again. He's, I mean, new quarterback doesn't really matter. Cousins looked pretty solid. I think they're just going to be a solid offense all year overall there. And Rudolph just gets his touchdown like he does. Yeah, they have a, they have a lot of weapons, so maybe they'll spread it out. So not every game is going to be a monster, but I think that that team is going to have quite a few uh, stars on it. But you know, Thalen Cook, even Treadwell got a couple of catches. Good to see Rudolph. So I'm very interested in uh, Minnesota moving forward, obviously. But all right, I think that's going to do it for the first Sunday of football. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have waivers for you. Go through some of them. I mean, it's not like there's any like sure thing. You know, guys, this week, but there's some, there's definitely some interesting guys we've talked about here today. We'll talk about our waiver show. We'll talk to you guys then.